Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. A man is dead after a shooting at a Raleigh gun range. I'm live on the scene as well as Raleigh police. We're working to figure out what happened here. Then caught on camera, a man assaulted inside a Chapel Hill bakery. New tonight, what the victim says happened and the search for a suspect. Plus, a man charged with pointing a gun at trick-or-treaters in the Headingham community. What a neighbor says he witnessed before the arrest. New freeze warnings are in effect from a blast of Arctic air. But these chilly temperatures are changing. When to expect a warm-up. Right now at 7 o'clock, we have a frigid night on tap and a freeze warning that affects our entire viewing area. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. Just take a look at these oh low my. temperatures. See, Raleigh, 29. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRL Severe Weather Center with when this goes into effect, Kat. At midnight tonight is when our freeze warning will go into effect and we could spend several hours below freezing. Town by town, check out these numbers. 24 in Roxborough, 28 in Rocky Mountain and Roanoke Rapids. 27 Lewisburg, 25 in Siler City, and 28 in Durham. Now, just to the south, 30 is the warmest low on the map for Fayetteville, Clinton, and Goldsboro, 29 in Smithfield, 26 in Sanford, and 27 in Southern Pines. A cold start tomorrow morning. The freeze warning in effect from midnight through 9 a.m., and this is likely to put an end to the growing season across most of central and even parts of eastern North Carolina. But our first freeze of the season for many of us running right on par. Tomorrow is November 2nd, and the new average first freeze given the 30-year climate normals is November 3rd. I'll have a closer look at when temperatures rebound again coming up. All right, Kat, thank you. So we continue to follow breaking news in Raleigh right now. In the last 15 minutes, police cleared the scene. This is a shooting that happened outside of a shooting range where a man was killed late this afternoon. WRL's Willie Danley has been there. If you've been watching our newscast tonight, Willie, you've seen him out there for hours at this point, really before we knew much of anything. Willie, what have you been able to, to learn uh, as we go a little further into the evening? Well, Dan, Raleigh police haven't answered many of our questions, but they did confirm that this is a death investigation that happened after a shooting. Take a look at this video that I captured earlier tonight, and you can see how large of a scene it was here at this gun range on Tryon Road in Raleigh. There were around 14 or 15 Raleigh police cruisers here when I arrived, as well as a few ambulances. And it was just a few moments ago that the coroner arrived and removed the body from that building. We're still working to figure out what led up to this shooting. Was it a gun that was belonged to the range or a gun that belonged to an individual or was this self-inflicted? We're going to get those answers and keep you updated with what we know when we know it. Back to you. Thank you. Let us know. Talk to you soon. A quick stop at a Chapel Hill bakery turned violent. A man was picking up a coffee when another man comes up and punches him. This is actually the moment right after the incident. People then started to come over and rush in to help. WRL's Carly Haynes is live outside that bakery right now. Carly, you spoke with the victim about his road to recovery and the questions he has tonight. 
That's right. We're here at this bake shop. It's off East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. The owner here says it's a super safe and busy area and no incident like this before has ever happened here. That's what makes what we're about to show you just that much more shocking. And we do want to warn you, this is very hard to watch. WRAL got the surveillance video and heard from the victim about what he does and does not remember to the counter at the bakery to order a coffee. As he gets called up to get his order, another man who is standing by punches him in the face in what appears to be a random attack. The suspect then walks out. A few seconds later, people start helping the man up. The victim in this video met with us to explain what he remembers. He didn't want us to reveal his name. He tells us he was left with a broken jaw and a serious concussion, so he's struggling with his short-term memory. He's also shaken up and confused. How could someone coop up this much hate and energy and disrespect for someone else in your community and just at random attack someone like that? Chapel Hill police are still actively searching for the suspect in this video. The victim tells us he's going to be more aware of his surroundings, but definitely a scary experience for him. Oh, I can only imagine. Carly Haynes live in Chapel Hill. Thank you. I'm Mark Boyle in the WRL Live Center tonight. Investigators say a man threatened to shoot several children is in custody before he was able to do this. They got a tip and that's what led police to him on your photo on your screen right now. This is a picture of Kevin Douglas, 46 years old from Cary. And we're being told that the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children actually alerted investigators that this man uh, was threatening to become what they're saying is an active shooter against children. He now faces charges related to cyber stalking and communicating threats. This release telling us tonight they are thanking everyone who heard the tips, called in investigators, and they were able to track this man down. Without incident, he's facing those serious charges tonight. Back to you. Oh, my goodness, Mark. Wow. Uh, and to make it even more shocking, listen to this next story. A man is in jail tonight accused of pointing a gun at children, again, as young as six years old, in the Headingham community on Halloween night. Neighbors on Royal Adelaide Way say around 7 o'clock they noticed a man shouting at trick-or-treaters, knocking candy out of their hands, and pointing a gun at them. According to warrants, police showed up. They smelled alcohol on the homeowner, 43-year-old Daniel Graham. He was arrested and charged with several counts of pointing a gun and assault on children. Some neighbors who didn't want to be identified described the situation as terrifying to those children. A year and a month, and the Headingham name has to come up again, referencing a, a gun. It's, it's uh, disappointing. That, that neighbor there says the children were crying after the incident. Just, just imagine that. So Graham, as you see him there, he remains in Wake County Jail. He's under a $20,000 bond. It's just disturbing seeing oh. how many times these children are being uh, alleged victims or targeted. On Halloween night, you know, yeah, and I know. door to door getting candy. So uh, the city of Raleigh, they have refused to make anyone available to answer any questions tonight about their decision to cancel the Veterans Day parade just four days before it was supposed to happen. And now the Wake County Council of Veterans, which has put this parade on for decades, is scrambling to notify more than 80 groups that had planned to participate. This is their main issue. It's the timing of all of this. Being told by the city late yesterday afternoon, after the city had already approved the permit for the parade, that they will no longer be allowed to include vehicles. 
The city in a statement saying, quote, upon further review this week, city staff recognized the size of the vehicle caravan planned through downtown created a risk to public safety. Raleigh's mayor told WRAL yesterday that this decision was made in an effort to keep consistency with its decision to not allow vehicles in the Raleigh Christmas Parade after 11-year-old Haley Brooks was hit and killed by a runaway truck in last year's event. However, since city officials are not taking our questions today, I can't tell you why they didn't consider the involved vehicles in the Veterans Day Parade earlier. In fact, the city sent a letter acknowledging the vehicles as recently as last week. Organizers of the Veterans Day Parade are frustrated that the city did a 180 just days before the event. We jumped through all the hoops. We thought everything was great until 5 o'clock last night. I wish the city had at least notified us weeks earlier. Then we could have made, you know, made attempts to try to, to do something different. It's important to note that Saturday's 11 a.m. ceremony for veterans will still happen at the war memorials on the north side of the state capitol downtown. Dan, over to you. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, a closer look at the parade that will go on as planned in our area. Uh, we should say today officials reported the first flu-related death in our state this season. The Department of Health says two adults in the western part of the state died in the third and fourth week of October. One person tested positive for both flu and COVID-19. One person was over the age of 65. The, others, uh, the other was between the ages of 25 and 49, though no other details will be released, we're told. Data from the state shows ER visits for all respiratory illnesses are up. State Auditor Beth Wood is not running for re-election after previously announcing that she would seek a fifth term. Today, during an unrelated legislative committee meeting, Wood said she has changed her mind about running. In December, she made headlines after crashing her state-issued vehicle into a parked car in downtown Raleigh and then left the scene. Wood pleaded guilty to, to a misdemeanor in that case and ultimately acknowledged drinking before the wreck. No Democrats had publicly announced a run against her at this point. At least five Republicans have announced runs. A partial win for Governor Roy Cooper today in a legal fight over a new law that takes away some of his powers. Attorneys for Cooper asked a three-judge panel to put that law on hold while his legal challenge goes forward. WRAL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie reports the judges agreed in part, but not completely. The three-judge panel ruled that Governor Cooper is likely to win some parts of his case, but maybe not all of it. A lot depends on how you define executive power. The new law takes away the governor's power to control who sits on boards and commissions that set important policy, like approving multi-million dollar job incentives or planning highway construction. Cooper attorney Jim Phillips said those appointments are one of the ways the governor exercises his executive authority. He said giving them to state lawmakers violates the separation of powers in the state constitution. They seek to make the law and enforce the law. And that is what our framers warned against time and again. It's what the king did and what they were bound and determined not to allow to happen here. Representing Republican lawmakers, attorney Matthew Tilley said the legislature in North Carolina has always been more powerful than the governor and is within its right to take over the boards and commissions it chooses. To the extent that the governor has an ability to set executive policy, it is within the confines and the boundaries set by the General Assembly. 
Tilly says the new law gives some of Cooper's appointments to other members of the Council of State, like the Commissioner of Agriculture or Insurance. Those officials are part of the executive branch, so Tilly says it doesn't violate the separation of powers. But Cooper's attorney said the Constitution makes it clear who the chief executive is. It is the governor alone, not the General Assembly, not the Medical Society, not the Council of State, who is given the authority and the duty to ensure that the laws are faithfully executed. The judges agreed to block the new law from taking effect for several boards, but allowed it to take effect for two other boards while the case continues. Laura Leslie, WRAL News, Raleigh. And attorneys for Governor Roy Cooper said they may appeal today's ruling to the State Court of Appeals. Still ahead, the Wake County Animal Center is still dealing with sick dogs from canine flu. How much longer the overcrowded shelter will remain closed because of it to protect the animals after another dog's death. Plus, Fayetteville is connected to Fort Liberty at the hip, and this weekend will celebrate the veterans with a big parade. It's a part of the fabric of this community. We'll tell you some of the precautions to make sure our parade stays safe. Oh, this is just so sad. Dogs keep dying from canine flu at the Wake County Animal Center. That's why the shelter is now extending its closure until at least the end of the month. At least one dog died over the weekend. There are nearly 160 dogs in the shelter, and the Animal Center director says at least 40 are being treated. 70 have recovered. Another struggle to the shelter continues to be facing that it's over capacity. There are not enough dogs leaving. What we're trying to do is save the population that's here, get them healthy, get them over this, get it through our building so we can open up with healthy dogs. Jennifer Federico says that the shelter is trying to work with their partners to help move the dog population. That way they can try to reduce the spread. She also says you can make sure your dog is vaccinated to reduce the chance an outside infection makes it to them. With all the drama around the Raleigh Veterans Day Parade we were mentioning earlier, we can say Cumberland County is ready to honor its extremely large veteran population there with its parade on Saturday. WRL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bay shows us what this means to veterans who call the communities near Fort Liberty home. Well, this is Iron Mike. This statue represents the 18th Airborne Corps and Fort Liberty. You know, Fayetteville and Fort Liberty are connected at the hip. And this weekend, on Saturday, we'll celebrate that relationship with a big parade. There's nothing like a parade to warm your heart and put a smile on your face. Fayetteville is celebrating its 27th annual Veterans Day Parade. I was the MC 27 years ago and look forward to calling out the floats, marching bands, and veteran organizations that make this parade extra special. Lieutenant General Christopher Donahue, commander of the 18th Airborne Corps in Fort Liberty, and his command staff are Grand Marshals. Well, I mean, the first thing, Gil, is it's an incredible honor to represent all the veterans and active members of the community, uh, men like you, women, you know, like many of the people serving in political positions right now across the board and what they're giving back to the community. This is a really big deal. North Carolina is home to more than 750,000 veterans, making up nearly 10% of the state's total population. Michael Reinbert is one of them. You know, it makes me feel proud that I, you know, I got to serve my country and I, I my son is actually in the army right now too and it, you know, it really, uh, 
does me good when I see that when people are uh, out celebrating the veterans in the parade. There are about 90 units walking, marching, and driving in this year's parade. Some of these vehicles go to war. Organizers say safety is the top priority. We actually make sure that we look at all safety precautions and making sure that we have ample distance in between to make sure that everyone is protected and feels safe while they participate in our parade. 120,000 military retirees call Cumberland County home. Now they have a variety of jobs in the community and own local businesses. They even serve as coaches and referees for the youth in our community. And uh, we'll always be having a veterans parade in February because we know this. When the world dials 911, the phone is answered here at Fort Liberty. Now this field of honor is outside the Airborne and Special Operations Museum and the State Veterans Park here in downtown Fayetteville. After you enjoy the parade on Saturday, come on over and check it out. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. And the parade starts at 10 a.m. It runs along Hay Street in downtown Fayetteville. Gilbert again is the MC. Go say hello to him. WRL is a proud sponsor of the event. If you can't make it, you can watch it live on WRL.com. And everybody who is participating are going to just watch the parade is probably going to have some good weather for that, right, Kat? Yes, they are. It's still cool in the morning, but we really start to warm up this weekend. So by 10 a.m., it's 55 degrees if you're headed out to the Veterans Day Parade in Fayetteville. And by noon, 64. Sunshine expected, dry weather. I mean, this forecast looks phenomenal for Saturday. Let's take a live look in Fenton. Check out the ice skating rink all lit up in Cary. It's beautiful out there tonight. I love these string lights that they have. It feels cold enough to go ice skating. Low temperatures tonight are going to be in the 20s. It's 41 in Roxborough right now, 46 in the Triangle, 40 in Southern Pines, 38 already in Goldsboro, and temperatures just keep falling tonight. We'll be in the 30s for several hours, and then early tomorrow morning, we wake up to temperatures in the upper 20s to lower 30s. Clear skies, light winds, dry air tonight, everything we need for a widespread freeze and some frost possible as well. 24 in Roxborough, your low 28 in Durham and South Hill, Raleigh, Rocky Mount, 29, 30 for Fayetteville and 27 in Southern Pines. This air mass originated from the Arctic and it is pushing into much of the country. Look at how expansive the freeze warning is all the way from East Texas through the southeast to the North Carolina coast up into New York City. I mean, this is really going to be a big chill that much of the country experiences tonight. We have the jet stream oriented like this. We call this a trough, this dip in the jet stream. And what this does, it is an open door for all that Arctic air to spill into the East Coast. However, as we get to the end of the week, we begin to see our jet stream pattern shift and there's no longer that open door. Instead, the jet stream flows from west to east. And with that, we've got some warming and cutting off our Arctic air mass that's trying to flow in. So your weekend warm up comes with 65 Friday afternoon. I should mention it is still cool in the mornings and evenings, so just keep that in mind. You'll want to dress in layers this weekend. 72 on Saturday, 73 Sunday, a bit more cloud cover Sunday, along with about a 20% chance for rain. Most of us will see lows in the upper 20s tonight. As we look ahead tomorrow night, upper 20s to lower 30s again, and then 30s for Saturday morning. 
Clocks fall back this weekend. That means you'll get the extra hour of sleep, but the sun will be setting even earlier by the time we get to Sunday. Next week, we've got a warm up though. High temperatures back in the mid to upper 70s to start the week. And then there are signs that temperatures come crashing back down as we get toward the end of next week. All right, Kat, thank you. Still ahead, the day after Halloween, a sign of the holiday season. Yes. Uh, <laughs> inside look at how the Biltmore Estate is already getting into the Christmas spirit coming up. Today, Rollsville unveiled three new murals around town. This first one is at Town Hall. It features a blooming tobacco plant, a crop that drove the local economy for decades. This next one is at Main Street Park. A trio of paper airlines in the children's hands symbolizes Rollsville's future. The third mural is on the Prevet Insurance Building, a tree branch covered in ladybugs inspired by the local greenway. Local artist Gabrielle Eng Gates painted them all. A committee of Rollsville residents helped inspire the designs. You'll soon see 10 new pieces of art in the downtown Rocky Mount area. It's part of a national outdoor sculpture competition. Most of the artists are from our state, including two from Cary. The artist that gets best in show will receive $1,000. The sculptures will remain on display for the next year at the Imperial Center, the Rocky Mount Historic Train Station, and the Rocky Mount Senior Center. Well, spooky season is officially over, and for many, that means the holiday season has arrived. Have you started listening to your Christmas music yet? It's certainly the case at the Biltmore. Today, crews lifted the banquet hall tree into place. It arrives every year via horse-drawn carriage. It's typically a popular event for visitors, but since the pandemic, the Biltmore has restricted access to the event. The tree will get some time to fluff out before the decorating begins. Once complete, it'll have 500 ornaments and 500 lights. Three weeks from today, Woolies Winter Wonderland debuts at the DBAP. Here's a live look. You can see the transformation at the ballpark is underway. Look at all those lights. The igloos will be 100% installed by the end of the week. They were a hit at the Night of Lights. Tickets are going fast for some attractions like the Bulls Express train, especially on weekends. Woolies Winter Wonderland kicks off November 22nd. So if you don't have your tickets yet, go to DurhamBulls.com to buy them. Thanks for making WREL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WREL. Have a great night. Stay warm. Watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.